Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of our Truth Tidbits as we continue reading through the scriptures this year. God bless you, welcome, and thank you for tuning in. Today we are in the book of Revelation, and I would like to read and begin in Revelation chapter 18 today, and I want us to read verses 1 through 8 today and cover these verses. Revelation 18 verse 1 says this, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. For her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Render to her just as she rendered to you, and repay her double according to her works. In the cup which she has mixed, mix double for her. In the measure that she glorified herself and lived luxuriously, in the same measure give her torment and sorrow. For she says in her heart, I sit as queen and am no widow and will not see sorrow. Therefore her plagues will come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. I'd like for us to stop there with verse 8 for today, and we'll pick up more in the next episode. But let's cover these passages today, picking up from Revelation chapter 17. In the last few episodes, we've been looking at Babylon and her destruction, her just punishment and righteous judgment against her. And we've examined many of the reasons why the ultimate one being that she has misled and deceived the whole world all the way back since the days after the flood in the days of Nimrod and his global empire when he rebelled against God. And she has continued to do that all through these centuries, all through these ages, and it's finally time she is going to be judged. We've considered many scriptures. In the last episode, we looked at several Old Testament prophecies concerning Babylon. We understand that the fault is hers for leading all the wrongs and the wickedness in the world. I want us to look as we begin today at a passage in Zechariah chapter 5. In Zechariah chapter 5, Zechariah is seeing certain visions, and Zechariah is one of the books that need to be studied along with Daniel and other places, as well as Revelation, in a Revelation and end time study. And Zechariah's prophecies are applicable in many ways to these things that Revelation tells us about. 
This is one of those. In Zechariah chapter 5, beginning in verse 5, it says this, Then the angel who talked with me came out and said to me, Lift your eyes now and see what this is that goes forth. So I asked, What is it? And he said, It is a basket that is going forth. He also says, This is their resemblance throughout the earth. Here is a lead disc lifted up, and this is a woman sitting inside the basket. Then he said, This is wickedness. And he thrust her down into the basket and threw the lead cover over its mouth. Then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were two women coming with the wind in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the basket between earth and heaven. So I said to the angel who talked with me, Where are they carrying the basket? And he said to me, To build a house for it in the land of Shinar. And when it is ready, the basket will be set there on its base. This is applicable to our study today in the sense of Revelation 17 and continuing into 18, because this is prophetic about this whore of Babylon. That's who this woman is. And notice here, the name given to her is wickedness. The fault is hers for leading people into wickedness all through the ages. Wickedness is any form of moral wrong, including fault and guilt. She is the mother of it. And it's interesting here that in Zechariah's description and what he sees, it's interesting that there's a maternal bird, the stork, that comes as if carrying her. I just find that to be interesting. But she is the mother of harlots, according to Revelation 17. She is wickedness here, Zechariah 5, because she is responsible. The fault is hers. She is Babylon the Great, the mother of it, the great deceiver, the great misleader. And she is going to get her just due. And we are reading about that in chapters 17 through the early part of 19 of Revelation. She's getting her just due. Now in Revelation 18, these early verses tell us about this glorious angel from heaven that decrees Babylon's fall. It was first decreed in Revelation 14 verse 8. And in that passage, it was, it was decreed as if it's as good as done. If you'll remember, that was around the midpoint of the tribulation, and the three angels were flying all around the earth from heaven, and they were decreeing several things. And one of them was sent to decree, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. That's in Revelation chapter 14, verse 8. I want to also direct your attention to a few other passages. Isaiah chapter 13 Verse 19, And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride, will be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 20, It will never be inhabited, nor will it be settled from generation to generation. And then it continues on and decrees more of what her judgment and destruction means. In Isaiah chapter 
21, verse 9, it says this, And look, here comes a chariot of men with a pair of horsemen. Then he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, and all the carved images of her gods he has broken to the ground. And in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 6 through 9, we read some of the exact same words as we just read in Revelation chapter 18. Let's see what Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 6 through 9 says. Flee from the midst of Babylon, and everyone save his life. Do not be cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He shall recompense her. Babylon was a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunk. The nations drank her wine, therefore the nations are deranged. Babylon has suddenly fallen and been destroyed. Wail for her, take balm for her pain. Perhaps she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let us go, everyone to his own country, for her judgment reaches to heaven and is lifted up to the sky. And is lifted up to the skies. So her judgment is come, it is certain, it is her just due, and it is justified and righteous. Notice in chapter 18 of Revelation, the word says strong is the Lord who judges her. She is being judged by the mighty God himself, the same one who brought Israel out of Egypt with his strong arm. He is the strong, mighty, forcible Lord who judges her. And he is judging her with true justice and judgment that is right because of her evil doings. Babylon the Great is her name. The whore of Babylon, the mother of harlots and the abominations in the earth she is called. Notice that the angel even calls the name Babylon the Great. The mystery is concerning Babylon the Great. What has taken up residence there in this land of Shinar is a place for demons, unclean spirits, unclean and foul birds. These are evil creatures. These are those from the pit of hell, literally. They are the kingdom of darkness and those powers. Those are the ones that have taken up residence in the land of Shinar. The reason for her severe judgment is also given here. She is responsible. It's her wine of intoxication. It's her violence, evil, and filth. It's her deceptions and deceit. And the people, the nations, the kings of the earth, the nations, the Bible talks about, in essence, that they are fornicating with her. It's the wine of her fornication. In other words, they are in concert, like they're in bed together, in concert. And they have a globalized team together to bring this evil on the earth. Notice it talks about here the merchants who get rich by her luxury, her bribes, her promises, her seductions. And here we see this globalized system 
In Revelation 17 and 18, some describe it as two, two separate aspects of the system, and that very well may be true. There are many others that have studied prophecy much longer than I have, so I certainly defer to their wisdom in these matters. But it is a globalist system. There is a rulership and one world government. One world government. There is an economy that is a one world economy, a one world currency. We also saw that in Revelation chapter 13, where we looked at that mark of the beast. And if you'll remember, unless people had the mark of the beast, the number of his name, his name in their forehead, etc., they were not able to buy or sell. This is speaking of a one-world currency. Everything has to be based on whether you have pledged allegiance to the beast or not in this coming economy. One-world currency in this economy and a one-world religion. Babylon is also responsible for all this religious evil practices as well as the tyrannical government and one world economy. Notice in Revelation 18, as well as in these Old Testament prophets that we read, there is a warning issued to any Jews or Christians that are in Babylon at the time. The, the warning is, get out of there. Get out from among her so that you do not share in her guilt or get judged with her. This reminded me of when God was going to bring the final plague on the land of Egypt, the 10th plague, the death of the firstborn. And God gave them a warning and he gave provision for them. Now that provision ultimately points us to Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, John the Baptist identified for us. And it's beautiful, the entire connection and how that is true. But it's interesting that God made provision for them and warned them. And the warning at that time was basically, I'm providing for you a way out. You've got to go find a Passover lamb. You've got to kill it and put its blood on the doorpost. And if you will do that, everyone who will do that, this plague will not touch you. It will not touch your house, but it will touch all who do not have the blood applied to their lives. And that's what I remembered here, is that God is telling them, you've got to get out. You've got to listen to me. You've got to obey me so that you are protected and you don't share in this plague that she is going to undergo this judgment. The Bible in Revelation 18 here is talking about her sins. They have reached up to the heavens, the Bible tells us. Her bowl of iniquity, so to speak, is full, full up to the top, to the brim. And this has been verified by the two witnesses back in Revelation 11. Remember when we talked about them? You can go back to that episode if you did not catch it. It is entitled, the one I'm speaking of is entitled, Why Two? And the reason partly is because they had to verify the sin so that they could establish with the testimony of two or three witnesses that yes, the judgment of death and this punishment is in fact just and justified. 
So these witnesses have verified the condition of the earth. The Old Testament prophet that we just read ties this also with Sodom and Gomorrah. And I want us to look at a couple of passages that help us explain that. Because there were two witnesses that had to attest to the wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah to prove that the righteous judgment that was decreed is in fact right and just. I want us to look at that quickly. Genesis 18. I want to begin the reading in verse 20. What's happened is three people, three men have come to Abraham. Two of them are angels. The one is the Lord himself. And Abraham has fed them and is has welcomed them. And then the Lord is speaking to the other two angels. And he says, I'm not going to hide from Abraham what I'm doing. And so the Lord begins to tell him. In verse 20, it says this, And the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me, and if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord. So God is saying here, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah and the wickedness that is there has risen and come up to his ears in heaven. Same exact thing we hear in Revelation 18 about the wickedness of Babylon as well, that it has reached to the heavens. So what does God do? The two men go into Sodom and Gomorrah, and you can read about what happens to them in the first part of that. But notice in verse 12 and 13, Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here? Son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, take them out of this place, for we will destroy this place, because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Jesus even said himself, as it was in the days of Lot, as well as in the days of Noah, in this time of Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, that it would be similar at the time of the end. And we see this happening with Revelation chapter 18. The two witnesses have verified during their first three and a half years of the tribulation during that time period when they were ministering, one of their jobs was to verify that the outcry of wickedness was in fact true and therefore worthy of judgment. And Babylon now is going to face her just due and her judgment. Her sins are full and have now been verified. So now Babylon is getting her judgment. I want to read a few other passages as we begin to draw to a close for today. We've already been looking at several Old Testament passages that speak of the daughter of Babylon and speak of Babylon being judged. Here's another few that I would like for us to look at and observe. Psalm 137 verse 8 says this, O daughter of Babylon who are to be destroyed. Happy the one who repays you as you have served us. So here we see Babylon mentioned again as ripe 
for judgment and she will be destroyed. And here it's speaking about her receiving the repayment for the evils that she has done. Jeremiah chapter 50. I want to read Jeremiah 50 beginning in verse 8 and read a few different verses and passages from this chapter. Move from the midst of Babylon, go out of the land of the Chaldeans, and be like the rams before the flocks. For behold, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country, and they shall array themselves against her. From there she shall be captured. Their arrows shall be like those of an expert warrior. None shall return in vain, and Chaldea shall become plunder. All who plunder her shall be satisfied, says the Lord because you were glad, because you rejoiced, you destroyers of my heritage, because you have grown fat like a heifer threshing grain, and you bellow like bulls. Your mother shall be deeply ashamed. She who bore you shall be ashamed. Behold, the least of the nations shall be a wilderness, a dry land, and a desert. Because of the wrath of the Lord, she shall not be inhabited, but she shall be wholly desolate. Everyone who goes by Babylon shall be horrified and hiss at all her plagues. Then later in verse 29 through 31 of that same chapter, Call together the archers against Babylon. All you who bend the bow and camp against it all around, let none of them escape. Repay her according to her work. According to all she has done, do to her. For she has been proud against the Lord, against the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, her young men shall fall in the streets, and all her men of war shall be cut off in that day, says the Lord. Behold, I am against you, O most haughty one, says the Lord God of hosts, for your day has come, the time that I will punish you. And that day is come by the time we get to Revelation 17 and 18. Revelation chapter 16, verse 19, that we've already looked at in an earlier episode, but I want to reread it again. Now the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. That's what is happening now in Revelation 17, 18, and the early part of 19. Let's look next at Isaiah chapter 47. Isaiah chapter 47 also speaks about the judgment against Babylon. Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground without a throne, O daughter of the Chaldeans. For you shall no more be called tender and delicate. Take the millstones and grind meat, meal. Remove your veil, take off the skirt, uncover the thigh, pass through the rivers. Your nakedness shall be uncovered. Yes, your shame shall be seen. I will take vengeance, and I will not arbitrate with a man. As for our Redeemer, the Lord of hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel. Sit in silence and go into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for you shall no longer be called the Lady of Kingdoms. I was angry with my people. I profaned my inheritance and given them into your hand. You showed them no mercy. On the elderly you laid your yoke very heavily, and you said, I shall be a lady forever, so that you did not take these things to heart, nor remember the latter end of them. Therefore hear this now, you who are given to pleasures, who dwell securely, who say in your heart, I am, and there is no one else besides me, 
I shall not sit as a widow, nor shall I know the loss of children. But these two things shall come to you in a moment in one day, the loss of children and widowhood. They shall come upon you in their fullness because of the multitude of your sorceries, for the great abundance of your enchantments. For you have trusted in your wickedness. You have said, no one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge have warped you. And you have said in your heart, I am and there is no one else besides me. Therefore, evil shall come upon you. You shall not know from where it arises and trouble shall fall upon you. You will not be able to put it off and desolation shall come upon you suddenly, which you shall not know. Stand now with your enchantments and the multitude of your sorceries in which you have labored from your youth. Perhaps you will be able to profit. Perhaps you will prevail. You are wearied in the multitude of your counsels. Let now the astrologers, the stargazers, and the monthly prognosticators stand up and save you from what shall come upon you. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. It shall not be a coal to be warmed by, nor a fire to sit before. God is going to judge Babylon, who had called herself this lady of kingdoms, who said she would sit as queen. In the Minor Prophet book of Zephaniah, I want to read Zephaniah chapter 2, beginning in verse 13. And he will stretch out his hand against the north, Destroy Assyria and make Nineveh a desolation, as dry as the wilderness. The herds shall lie down in her midst, every beast of the nation. Both the pelican and the bittern shall lodge on the capitals of her pillars. Their voice shall sing in the windows, desolation shall be at the threshold, for he will lay bare the cedar work. This is the rejoicing city that dwelt securely that said in her heart, I am it, and there is none besides me. How has she become a desolation, a place for beasts to lie down? Everyone who passes by her shall hiss and shake his fist. Here again, this is speaking about the destruction of Babylon, the one who said, I am it, and there's none other beside me. But oh, they forgot that the Lord also says, and he is strong and mighty to do it. The one who promises is the one who will fulfill his word. Isaiah chapter 46, beginning in verse 9, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. This is the strong Lord who is judging her. And she is being judged in with the same measure she meted out. I want to read next in Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. Judge not that you be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And we just saw 
in Revelation chapter 18, where this will come to pass with Babylon. She will be judged according to what she has done. And with that same measure, it will be needed back to her exponentially and strongly. Because strong is the Lord who is judging her. The judgment is return for return. In other words, let's look at one final scripture passage that will explain that to us. Because we need to understand that this judgment against her is well-deserved. It is her just due. And there's legal basis in the word of God for it. In Galatians chapter 6, I want to read verses 7 through 9. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. God has a sowing and reaping principle. And throughout the time, this Babylon, this whore, this empire, this Nimrod II, if you want to call it that, this system of evil and sorcery and witchcraft and idolatry has been sowing wickedness, sowing wickedness, sowing wickedness over and over and over throughout generations, throughout ages of time. And now her bowl of iniquity is completely full. It has arisen to the heavens. And now there's going to be no more allowance for that. Time for judgment has come. She has sown and now she will reap. Notice in Revelation 18 verse 8, it says she is judged in this way in one day. God is done he is serious, and it is over for her. In one day, he will wipe her out in his just judgment. For strong is the Lord who judges her. I pray that this has been a blessing to you. And Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.